What is up, everybody? This is Danny Cola. Welcome to the podcast. This episode, I get to talk with my man, Leo Savage. Steel Mace enthusiast of the unconventional fitness world. He's a pretty interesting guy, and uh, we get to unpack a little bit of Leo Savage's story, how he got into fitness with his martial arts background, and really the most interesting part of this podcast is how we basically uncover that the mace is a tool for self-expression. It's a tool to heal your body physically and mentally. This is an interesting way to exercise, and I love using this tool um, as we talk about in this podcast, but it's also about sharing this information with people who may not be familiar with this way of exercising. Uh, Strengthening connective tissue through these multi-plane movements with a steel mace can really uh, balance your body, strengthen those imbalanced areas, Uh, So that you don't have that inflammation, so you don't have that uh, irritability, and so that you can kind of take in the information that the universe is giving you at this equilibrium. Essentially, we come across the solution that the steel mace heals you. It's interesting. And the more I talk about this subject and, you know, unconventional training in general, the more I'm interested in this method and how it can complement conventional training, and um, how we can all kind of just work on this stuff together, promote this type of uh, training, this style of training together, and uh, help each other out with it. There may not be a, there's not just one way of doing things, you know? There's a way for everybody. And what's kind of cool is that you kind of express your own ways of moving with these tools you know so i hope you enjoyed this this podcast because it was a fun one for me i hope this inspires you to um, use unconventional methods of exercise um, as a, as a complement to your regular workout days and see how you feel test it out challenge ways of moving thinking uh let's see what you're made of let's see what happens reach out to me Reach out to Leo Savage. All the information is going to be at the show notes. I hope you enjoy the show. What got you into to training, and how did you uh, find that that was your niche growing up? Yeah. So, all right. Um, you know, for me, getting into um, a movement practice like so my original study was um in you know, traditional martial arts okay and, so you're you have a martial arts background yeah uh getting into martial arts you know there were a lot of uh reasons uh you know one was you know i needed to learn how to protect myself i grew up in like a a pretty hostile environment both like inside and outside of the house and okay you know, being very tiny and you know different colored skin than uh, everybody else. My family's very Latino. I'm Latino. I'm just not, I was like the lightest of uh, the Latinos <laughs> up to that date. So, you know, there was just like a, a lot of bullying, a lot of harassment. And some of it, you know, I've just always been far out there. So, um, you know, being a strange 
human around a bunch of normal people kind of uh you know you draw that uh attention to yourself and it you know uh uh, so interesting. You know, so when you say strange, yeah. what, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Can you peel that well, back a little I'm bit? I'm just trying to be like stereotypical. Like uh, I can describe some of my strange habits, but um, sure, we're out there. Why not? We got we got an hour. Well, so yeah, like I could be uh, like I guess in high school I used to wear like belt bottoms and like uh, you know hippie clothes and that just what year were you in high school? Uh, How old were you, by the way? So that was uh, ninety five to ninety nine. Okay, all right. Yeah, so and like it was. The, a, I, I lived in a very the, the the culture was like either you were like a thug or you were a cowboy. That was kind <laughs> of the two the two things you would do. So being anything outside of that, you know, you definitely draw a lot of like attention to yourself. Sure. Did you grow up so, in Texas? No, so I grew up in uh, New Mexico, so uh, real close to Texas. Right. I was I was born in Texas. Uh, Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Cool. And, anyway, uh, you were saying, get back to it. Yeah, so, you know, uh, learning martial arts for me was like, uh, you know, one, it uh, gave me something to do and focus on. Uh, you know, it, uh, I remember being able to talk uh, my parents into putting me into martial arts because it was going to, like, teach me honor and discipline and uh, but really I just wanted to like to learn how to to move and like throw kicks and you know uh, I always was a big fan of anything martial arts growing up you know Ninja Turtles fucking hell Power yeah Rangers, dude I'm with you on that like watching Tom and Jerry get into a slugfest boy you know I just <laughs> I just liked, uh, I just liked it, you know, and so... Uh, Who was your favorite Power Ranger growing up, dude? Oh, fuck, bro. There's only one Power Ranger. Son, I would run home from school. I would sprint home just so I could make it in time to see Zach, the original Black Power Ranger. Yeah, uh, dude. Whoop some putty's asses on the playground. Like, that's a pastime of mine. I mean, I would just... I didn't know excitement like that. Uh, you know, uh, that was like, I remember just being so jacked up and like seeing something like this dude moving. So you got to understand, right? So I like, I grew up in very traditional martial arts. So Zach, the black power ranger, he would do dance fighting. Would do Hell fighting, yeah. Dude. But he would do like a little shimmy and a sidekick. And yes. like, uh, you know, he was definitely like, brought a little swag to it. He got you brought the swag to the Rangers. He totally did. Swag. He was a swag ranger. And <laughs> uh, you know, I just thought it was so cool that he was breaking all the rules. And I just thought, like, dude, how cool would that shit be if you could like dance and beat somebody up? And, you know, uh, then of course like seeing what was out there, you run into very inspirational movers like Jackie Chan and yeah, you know, there's like a whole slew of uh martial artist that you know i just fell in love with and it was neat how it progressed from being like animated and pixelated and video games to like watching the power rangers and uh you know then like actually uh competing in martial arts for you know a good little stint okay cool compete yeah. competition too all right let's peel that back with uh with uh some of the things that got you motivated what was your favorite uh like martial arts inspired movie because i mean we can name sidekicks karate kid 
well, you name it. What, what was your one that got you jacked up? Boy, is uh, the one Mortal Kombat man that was ah Mortal Kombat when they were like yeah. uh, real characters. Yeah, the first one, man. You'd hear that Dude, that was sick. That music, and then you'd see some people fighting. Uh, it was a man. That was that was a good one, man. But like, it's hard to like. I'm just gonna throw it in that direction. But like, uh, I've just had like so many. I remember uh, Unlock. And uh, that was like I don't know if you ever did you ever see that? I, I'm not I'm not sure what that is. Okay, it's like this. What's uh, it called? Really Ung Bak. No, um, I've never seen it. Got this amazing like Muay Thai uh, choreography in it that was just like it was just so beautiful to watch, you know. Hmm. Yeah, so that you know that's a good one. Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, so martial arts background, little competition. Um, did you incorporate weight training within your martial art training? You know, I, I never did. Um, I never was into weights. Just found it to be like, like I just couldn't, I couldn't do it, man. I tried it, and I just interesting. And you're pretty jacked. I mean, I think well, you're pretty jacked. Thanks, man. It's interesting. I was talking to some people about this. Um, uh, today at the gym at the uh, Honored Academy, um, you know, most people are curious about like my build versus like what my workouts are. Um, but you know, in martial arts, you know, everything was like very light. Like all the weapons you used, mm-hmm. they were they were made to move through the air with like precision. So, you know, there's nef- nothing ever heavy that you lifted. And uh, you know, I remember like actually getting into. Um, the Mace, it's a neat story, uh, involves martial arts. I was watching uh, Brock Lesnar train for a fight, and uh, I think it was a rerun, you know, uh, but he was smashing a monster truck tire with a sledgehammer. Huh. And, uh, you know, we've all seen that, but he was doing it with one hand. And so, like, I can't ever, I couldn't tell you, like, what it feels like to lift 800 pounds, like, to deadlift that. Like, so I have no idea how Brock, how strong Brock Lesnar is. But to see him like swing a sledgehammer around, I was like, "Oh fuck, that guy's strong." Yeah, you know? sure. And I finally got, and I remember thinking, like, "Man, if I was in karate and we got to use a sledgehammer, like, I would be in like such good shape." And uh, you know, I just became really fascinated with creating patterns with a, a sledgehammer. And, uh, you know, I was doing some like traditional training at the time. I was like a personal trainer at a gym. Um, but you know, I really had a hard time developing and keeping on muscle. All right. So there's probably a couple different reasons for that. Right. So yeah, how do you eat? Well, you know, one, when I was in high school, I was like always cutting weight to make the wrestling team. Right. Um, uh, I got into like, uh, fighting, uh, professionally and like doing like kickboxing bouts and so there was always like a big weight cut you know and so my body like just I think it naturally just did not gain weight like there was just like I would get to a certain weight and my body would react probably like in fear of like this motherfucker is gonna put us through torture again to lose weight so we better like start shedding the weight yeah so yeah right. that um I've heard of people like they get out of fighting and they gain weight and or some people they just can never put it back on right and then all right so one time that's one so that's one reason and uh you know i just never put weight on and then i got into like rotational strength training and uh-huh. i started to build lean 
fucking muscle and it started to grow. And, you know, my uh, physique is just a natural adaptation to moving with my mace. Now, rotational weight training is what you refer to as moving around with the mace or do you do the other things like kettlebell, rotational presses and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't like I don't I don't think those things are like as rotational as, uh, you know, the mace, you know. Like there are yeah, things you can sure. do with them to like make them move in through a 360 degree plane, but that's just not something you normally see, right? So like if right, I right. do like a, a 180 snatch with a, a kettlebell, like it'll totally go in 360 degrees, but that's just like not a real move that you do as to... Yeah, I guess I guess along the lines I was thinking of like some sort of like clean squat rotational press. You know how you can still get into totally. those different planes. Um, I guess that's the one th- the one thing I thought about. But yeah, not like uh, not like you can rotate a mace around. That's that's for sure. Well, and then really thinking about it, like I could never apply my martial arts training to like the kettlebell or to the barbell. You know, hmm. um, right. but with the steel mace, I was able to. You know, so one of the theories I have is like, okay, I hard, hardwired my body to be strong in like these positions, but I never really challenged it in those positions with weight training. All right. So here we are. Um, I have the knowledge, like the martial arts background. I've got like some knowledge and strength and conditioning. And, you know, I apply the mace to my body in the same patterns that, you know, I would do in martial arts. And now I'm feeding my central nervous system like, hey, here's a deeper expression because you have to control um, this opponent of the weight. And so I didn't really like put a lot of thought into it. I picked up the mace. I started working out with it and my body started changing. And um, So I was in New York with uh, Shane Hines. Uh, he's the uh, director of education at the Honor Academy. Yeah, his name has been dropped so many times with the handful of people that I've been talking to you guys. Oh, he's I love that guy. Let me just get that out there. Everyone uh, talks Shane Hines, John Wolf, John Wolf, Shane Hines, and I have to yet I have yet to speak with either one of them, and I, I just can't wait. So um, you know, Shane tells me about how he got into rotational strength training and mm-hmm. gained fifteen pounds of muscle to where he never could really gain that type of mass. So um, I don't, you know, there's, I don't know, there's gotta be something to it. You know, I think of like the body that Bruce Lee had, you know, like, uh, you know, he often talks about like keeping on his weight, but was a struggle, but that was something he wanted to do to be appealing for the camera. But, you know, I think of like the, athletes back in that era especially like of bruce lee's culture and nobody was fit and jacked like bruce lee right yeah and uh, especially at that weight like you couldn't see muscle development on people like that unless you got into like bodybuilding then you could see like all that lean muscle but you know bruce lee was known for the way he controlled rotation you know he wasn't known for his deadlift or his uh his squat so yeah, you know, and that's there are great more, examples but, of, of people who have like put muscle on because they trained in these different planes. So yeah, you know, it's one thing to put muscle on and then actually use your strength in uh in some sort of skill, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of fighting battle, some sort of game. Like for example, I coach soccer. So does it necessarily mean that you're gonna have a harder shot or can run faster or longer if you can do 500 pounds on a deadlift? Maybe not, you know, but when it comes to working out with the steel mace, and this is why I want to talk to you, man, because 
Um, you know, I'm getting more and more familiar with steel mace movements, using it in my practice, training clients with it, training athletes with it. Everyone has this, seems to have the common theme is the second I started picking that thing up, I started moving better, feeling better, and yeah, boy. history. Right? It seems yeah. to be that it seems to be that narrative all the time. And I know I could I, I touch that personally. Like I've been using it now for just about a year, uh, and a little bit less. Um, but I've never felt stronger, better, uh, sleep better, more enthusiastic, more excited about things. Now, it, it's due to a lot of other things, but I really do think that my practice moving, exercising, whatever you want to call it, is something that has been really fun. And I think it has a lot to do with un- unconventional methods of training. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, the, dude, that's beautiful to hear, man. Well, it's great that you've been practicing MACE for, you know, just about a year and you know, that, um, you know, you're having all these positive changes in your life. And this is like, not one just, of the not things. just me though, but like, I hear it from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's something there. So I have, I have some theories, but I teach a little differently. Right. That's all right. That's the beauty of the Mason so, and, and, and ex- flow of expression, character. Like you said, you're a little bit of a weird dude and that's cool. It's not, it's not the Mace, right? It's people. Right. The mace is the mace is the thing we get to hide behind. Right. Yeah. So let me just talk about people. When I talk to people, I I want them to be free. That's like my ultimate goal. I want them to be safe, Mm -hmm. free and strong. So. All right. Now, when you talk about like you put fitness in there, there's like a thing. Right. Like, hey, there's a tool in there. Well, being free is now illegal. Like you can't be free where the underline is like we got to keep you safe. Right. Okay. So I get that narrative and that's important, but it's not like that with all things, right? Like, you know, like I found a fucking mace and I picked it up and I didn't have a coach and I figured this shit out and I'm injury free, right? There's no reason why somebody else can't pick up a mace and twirl it around and dance with it and express themselves and have fun with it and gain something positive. It may not you know, they might not be looking for strength and physique, but, you know, like just a manner of like expressing themselves and moving, you know. So, you know, for me, I preach freedom and I preach freedom for a bunch of different ways, for a bunch of different reasons, right? So when I was developing Still Mace Flow, um, I was going through just uh, like one of the toughest, no, the, the toughest time in my life. And it was a therapeutic tool that I used personally for myself to help me get through a really tough time. And so I used uh, a practice of movement and self-expression and freedom and exploring with this piece of still to understand myself and have a better relationship with what was ultimately me, not the tool, right? Even though I'm super passionate about the tool, uh, all that time is spent alone in the dark doing thousands and thousands of reputation patients uh, I wasn't alone I was with myself and you know through that was my personal practice was I'm getting through some shit and I taught steel mace as it was taught to me by on it like as a strength and conditioning tool like here's some ways that you can use it to help people get in shape mm-hmm. and so but I started to notice just as you were talking about a change in people and I started to notice that the people who were really getting into the mace, they were doing it for healing, not for 
glamour or uh, Instagram posts or to get chiseled legs or a physique, but they were going through something really fucking tough in their life and they wanted an outlet and that was the outlet they found. And so I started to notice a trend like that and I just kept an eye on it, you know, because it was, you know, it was just, um, even though I had had a very spiritual journey with the mace, uh, a, a journey of healing, you know, I, I just figured, hey, that was unique to me. That's my experience. But right. as I kept surveying and as people started expressing to me, as they've expressed to you, um, as you've expressed to me, um, hey, man, I fucking think this thing is like healing me. And, you know, when you people say they think something's healing them, I don't really, I don't necessarily believe um, the think part. Either it is healing you or it isn't. You know, so when somebody says, I think it's healing me, I would say, no, I don't think it's healing you. I, I believe it is healing you. So after enough people told me, I think it is healing me, I started to examine like what that healing was. Oh, you're talking about your shoulder, or your knee and your hip? No, man, like I can just like move and meditate through the day. So it became an even bigger curiosity that now that there were examples of people who were suicidal and uh, picked a mace up and it helped them through a hard time or, um, you know, uh, people going through, uh, I've had a couple clients going through a divorce and that was the thing that they did. They just picked up and gravitated, didn't take any lessons, just saw some inspiration on Instagram and moved with the mace. So there was this group, there was this collective of people who were using the mace to heal themselves. And so I look at the system and I say, well, what's different about my system is the freedom you can create. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. I the the healing portion of this tool is pretty is pretty cool because you know we were just talking about it. My clients are saying the same type of shit. I'm personally saying the same same type of shit. I'm so uh, intrigued by this. However, as instructors and as teachers, um, somebody who's a little bit more experienced with it, we got to put people in the right direction uh, with as far as like learning basic movements and stuff. So like. And that's something that I'm, I'm trying to Danny, like think about as I open something. up my own. Yeah. If I, if I took your advice, when I picked up the mace, we wouldn't be here. So while that can be true in some points, that is not entirely true. Yeah, I'll agree. Sure. So, but, sure. but just, I, and I'm just, and I'm just saying that this is a different practice that is unique because I have like these bunch of Star Wars fans, right? And Darth Maul started swinging a mace recently. And there's all these guys who would never step foot in a gym, but they're picking up a mace and they're moving it. And so they're developing a movement practice that is unguided. And that's like the surface level is inspiring people. But of course, after you inspire them, it is your job as a coach, your job and my job to educate them and keep them safe. Yeah. So, sure. so again, so again, I agree with you um, as well. You know, there, there are some of us who have to chosen to, you know, do the honorable thing, like become a high school teacher. I mean, I can't tell you um, how many teachers helped Leo Savage get through life, and uh, martial arts teachers and sure. uh, coaches. You know, who taught me failure, but also picked me up off of the ground and introduced me into success right after that failure. So it is a good job for a coach. But if I'm going to believe that you can only do this with a coach, 
I'd be wrong. And matter of fact, um, Isik, Eric, they gave him a steel mace. He didn't really have like a steel mace background. I think matter of fact, the way Eric tells the story is he didn't like it at all. They were like, they gave it to him and he was like, what's this thing? But he, without a coach, created. And one of our greatest teachers of all time, Bruce Lee, said, Abracadabra, with my words I create, this is Jit Kune Do, and it exists, and you can't stop it from existing. So, and, you know, it's a, it's a great conversation to get into, say, like, hey, we need to guide the people, but at the same time, like, you can still play, right? Like, Oh yeah! You, just because you're a just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't go to the park and swing a stick around, you know. No, one hundred percent. But I guess like, here, here's another, here's another like perspective I'm looking at it from. So like I play flag football with a bunch of alpha males that have been involved in all sorts of weightlifting since they've been young, you know. And it's deadlift heavy, it's squat heavy, it's sprint. And don't get me wrong; these are all things that are going to benefit an athlete, you know, especially football. But how do I get like somebody's mindset that's been all like type A, I'm going to run you over and if I'm not working out hard, I'm not working out at all to thinking about how a steel mace can help them. Because I'll, I'll tell you too, like another reason why I like using the steel mace is that I'm way more athletic than I've ever have been in my life. And I'm 30. I would kick my 22 year old self's ass right now. Just the Absolutely. way I feel like I can move and recover yeah. fast. You know what I'm saying? So like, how do we get, how do we get alpha males like that? And I'm sure there's a huge process in, involved uh, to get them from, you know, change the mindset of thinking, oh, this is not, this is not a tool that you work out with. This is just a warm up tool. Like that's the kind of shit that I get. And not that it's like offensive or anything. Like I think people grow at their own pace and that's fine. But like as, as pioneers of this unique tool and training systems, multiple training systems, like I think there needs to be some sort of like progression and talking about that type of thing, right? Yeah. All right. So, you know, just to, um, yeah, if I was going to introduce it to a football player, I would teach it to him in a way that would fit the manner or like a MMA fighter, you know, I would. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, there are definitely, I mean, working out, I don't know if you saw this new Netflix special with the Punisher, but the Punisher smashes a sledgehammer into a wall the whole first Uh season to get in shape to uh, murder a whole bunch of people, okay? So swinging a sledgehammer will get you in shape based on Marvel, Netflix, and The Punisher, okay? So Uh I'm just saying, swinging around a tool um, is difficult, especially as you get like up into the weights. So um, if you wanted to make it- There's definitely no question that it's a hard workout. Like if you want to make it a, a tool to like humble somebody's ego, you could definitely do that and they could find value in like, Holy shit, that thing crushed me, right? So I yeah. mean, I mean, there is always that, but like on it, I think there's better tools for crushing people in in those type of ways. Like, you can't make a mace like weigh 500 pounds that I've seen yet. Uh, maybe in due time, but you can do that with a barbell. So and you know, it is very effective to, you know, the mace is just a tool. You know, uh, it, you know, like you can, but you know, you have to like. There's a couple different ideas of. How do I take an athlete and make him stronger or perform better, right? Yeah, and that's it's not just a tool. It's a tool that can like essentially fix somebody, right? And part of like making somebody stronger is is strengthening those imbalances. And because of its offset weight and the 
you know, the challenging of the nervous system, the refiring of the nervous system, like you were saying, like that is the real benefit that we can get out of this. And just because it's not super heavy, it doesn't have to be, it can still fix somebody who's strong in a regard that they can bench press, deadlift, sprint really fast, but it can fix somebody of imbalances so that they don't have a knee issue anymore or a hit that's been well, lingering. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, but like, let me take this another way because I think this is a conversation you get to have with a lot of the traditional mace people. But mm-hmm. I use the steel mace as a tool of creation and self expression. So I'll tell you a quick story. I'm at the Honored Academy every, just about every day, and I swing a 10 pound mace around, and every now and then I'll swing something else around. And there's a gentleman, he walks me, watches me work out every day. Not like he just stares at me, but he's there. And he watches me work out with this mace, this 10-pound mace. And one day, uh, Jay... Beautiful, by and, the way. I got it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, Jay and Steph Rose put up a challenge for phase six, uh, do a Turkish getup. And I don't know what fucking got into me, but I decided I was going to do a Turkish getup with, uh, this big ass tire they have over there on it. Right. I don't know how much it weighs, but it was fucking heavy. And I did the Turkish getup and it was pretty clean and I set it down and I did it again. And then I was like, Hey, like right on. That felt awesome. feels good lifting up heavy shit. And then this guy, the guy who watches me work out and he walked, walks up to me and he asked me how I got so strong to which I replied to him. I said, I learned how to express myself. So when you talk about imbalances, you were talking about like, Hey, I got this alpha male athlete. Well, there might be an imbalance that's more mental that needs to be picked up than physical. So you've got a super masculine practice. What's your feminine practice? Do you even have one? And, and why should you have one? And I think more of the question is, why should you not have a practice that might be considered feminine or an art where you can express yourself? Because we talked about like people getting right and fixing themselves, right? And mm-hmm. I like the idea of there's levels to this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Do your clients that you're working out with, do they have their own still mace? No, I bring them, I bring them in. You do? So all a, a huge majority of my students have their own still mace. And oftentimes they name their steel mace because they have built up a relationship with this steel mace, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I was in like my my dark ages, right, or my dark my my dark time, <laughs> uh, all right, it's okay. Call them what we want to call. Yeah, you know, um, I was trying to fight my way out. I was trying to fucking fight my way out, and all it did was cause conflict for me and everyone else. And I have this saying in my uh, in my in my uh, education I teach. It's kind of silly, but it says, "When in doubt, pivot it out." And that's having to talk with footwork, but it also has a, de- a deeper meaning. In that, sometimes fighting isn't the best solution. Based on it's going to cause conflict. There's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. However, if I can create a way out, both of us can benefit purely because there is no conflict. So what I did with the steel mace is I did, however, come up with a series of foundational footwork steps, landmarks, move. But after I gave the students those safeties and those structures and everything they needed, I sent them out there to create. And creating something, I can't tell you that there's a more beautiful thing to see 
than when my students come in. And I've had this happen multiple times, and I love this, right? Uh, I'm going to brag about myself real quick. I've done a lot of shit with the mace. I've done just about everything with the mace because I'm addicted to it. If I see someone do something with the mace, I have to try it. But I spend all day creating. A ton of those steel mace moves that are out there, a huge majority of them, I've done. Regardless, a lot of us know that. I'll have a student come in after a couple classes, and Danny, they'll look at me and they'll say, Hey, Leo, you remember those moves we learned on day one? Yeah. Well, they connected with the moves we learned on day three. And then I took that new move you showed us, and I added that to that. And then they'll look at me and they'll say, Did you know you could do that? Did you know those things connect? To which I always reply, show me. My student goes home and created something. They went home and practiced on their own. And that ability to create, I know it's just a mace movement. I know it's just a simple flow. Maybe some people look at it as dancing. Some people look at it as strength training. But I'm giving that person an alternative way to stay in shape an alternative way to find solution, both in workout and both in practice in life. It's great that we can teach mates and we can sculpt bodies and we can use this offset tool to correct physical balances. But I think anybody can do that. You know, we have a group of people who are seeking out fitness for healing. Right, so I have this uh, group, right? There's like 130 of us in it. It's a little still mace coalition i'm trying to build a cult all right <laughs> and uh my cult members i mean my uh still mace flow members i just sent out a questionnaire and i said why do you work out with the steel mace not one person in this whole thing danny said they wanted to get biceps or thighs or abs or lose body fat it's a fucking anomaly it's an anomaly. Yeah. Not one person yeah. said, I want to lose weight. They said, I want to get to a point where I can make everything look beautiful. Why do you work out with the mace? Because it's the one place I can express myself. Right? You might not notice this, Danny, but if you look at my students, you'll see some masculine men. Masculine men. And yeah. just for a second, remove that mace away with your imagination. Watch them move. And what are they dancing what are they doing? They're dancing. They're expressing themselves. And at no time in this rock and roller, tough alpha male's life, did he ever have a chance to flick his wrist and lift his chin up high and prance around because we made it unsafe for him as a culture. Because of dogma and popularity and fucking social media and you can't be yourself. You need to fall in line. You need to get your white belt, yellow belt, blah, 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 until you get your black belt. When there have been examples of people like Bruce Lee, who said, I'm going yeah. to create, I'm going to cross the threshold. And not only that, but I'm going to teach people how to express themselves. And so yeah. when we talk about strengthening and, and balancing, and we just, uh, we come at it in a different way. Now, will you get in shape? Yes. Will you get strong? Yes. Because everything's difficult with the mace. Yeah. But uh, we really go after uh, trying to create a, a consciousness in our teachings that helps support the people who have came to us for uh, growth and healing. 
Uh, dude, absolutely. That's what beautifully said. And I definitely think there's something to that, like self-expression and creation. I mean, it's part of what the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is. Like, you know, we develop self-esteem and, and all that so that we can find a contribution to the world, our passion, our oneness, our love that is ultimately a creation in some sort of form. And, you know, that that's a great way to look at how to use this tool. I think there's, yeah, there's, that, I think that's amazing. And uh, I, I also can agree that I've seen my clients, they, they change their perspective and mindset on some things that are definitely growing them, that are definitely healing them. And I, I got to say the same for myself, like watching that fuels the shit out of me, you know, and just talking about it with you um, and, and you and, and a bunch of your clients are seeing the same type of positive change, especially mentally uh spiritually and not only physically the physical part is a byproduct of all that movement right that's that's going to happen because you're you're practicing regular consistent movement uh but the whole self-expression piece is a great great thing to talk about and it's definitely a big added value that the mace brings man for sure yeah you know we we have a healthy breathing practice um like as a culture, like there's awareness to breath, right? Like, you know, um, there's awareness to like how we should move. Like, Hey, you should be able to move in a lunge matrix. You should be able to lunge in, lunge in every direction. Hey, well, you should also be able to pivot and squat. And, uh, you know, so we have like all these things that we need to do. Uh, powerful expression is a healing element and we, and we need to preach it, you know, or well, yeah, at least, yeah for sure. And, and, and we don't need to, of, I just, I make sure I do. <laughs> well, look, it's in your DNA, right? It's what makes you go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This well, is your thing. And, and you get, you, you get jacked up watching Power Rangers. Like it's part, it's inside of you, you know, and that's part of like self-expression in a way too. I mean, you are the savage, bro. Like you're, like you developed an image for yourself. That's you. It's, and just from talking to you, you know, via this computer, it's like, yeah, I get it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a little you know into saying? it. Speaking of like Power Rangers and superheroes, I'm going to share a fanboy moment with you. Um, every now and then I get the privilege of showing some neat people mace. And uh, are you a G.I. Joe fan? Um, you know, I dabbled into it. Nothing got me going like the Power Rangers did. Like okay. I love the whole like Green Ranger, White Ranger fiasco thing. And when the Green Ranger became evil and then the Red Ranger was my jam because he was like that alpha leader. And I've definitely been like a leader in all my, in all my life. So like that got me going, but GI Joe, no, but go ahead. Tell me a little bit about your right. fanboy experience. All right. So the baddest ass GI Joe that ever was, was Snake Eyes. All right. Okay. I'm just going to tell you that, right? Okay. And then uh, Star Wars. I don't know if you're a fan of Star Wars, but the, the – Just just the first the – the episode one, the Phantom Menace, which is the worst one. That was the only one I got into, ironically. Is that the, is that the one with Darth Maul? Yes, that's the one with Darth Maul. All the right. double-sided uh, red red lightsaber. So Ray Parks plays both, uh, both you know, uh, Snake Eyes and Darth Maul. Uh, he's a oh, Batman cool. actor. Uh, he was an X-Man. He, you know, he's been in like a bunch of movies. But man, I was like a super fan. Like anything this guy would get in, I would watch. Uh, but I got into a conversation with him and uh, I ended up sending him some mace. And uh, he fucking sends me a video of him swinging a steel mace. 
it was like one of the dopest things I've ever seen. <laughs> like talk <laughs> about getting jacked up from seeing uh, people work out and express themselves. But just how you think Darth Maul would swing a mace is exactly how Darth Maul swings a mace. 100%. That's pretty badass, dude. That's pretty badass. And that's yeah. that, ironically, that's the only Star Wars movie I ever really got into. <laughs> dude, nobody, nobody brings that one up. Everyone's all I hate those ones, but uh, cool that it's cool that you um you got into that one. Yeah, that was the only one, and people give it shit all the time. I don't know. I thought it was good. Little baby Darth Vader, you know, oh, and Jar Jar Vader. Yeah, maybe Vader. it was uh, Anakin Skywalker doing the uh, the the teenage what, Vader. What, dude, what was the uh, what were the, the the pod racing or whatever they used to do? Remember yeah, that? I think that was I think that's what it's called, pod racing. Yeah, that was pod like, racing and podcasting, dude. That's what they're fucking doing. Podcasting, my man. Now let's talk a little bit about your experience at Onnit because I look this company kind of like I, I heard about Onnit about a year and a half ago when I first yeah. started listening to Joe Rogan, and you know you kind of read about and learn about all the things that on it's about total human optimization the, the unconventional methods of exercise the supplements um who at the on it academy or on a facility has influenced you the most or maybe a, a handful of people that have influenced you over your time there yeah so uh shane hines would be the uh at the fourth shane hines there. john wolf would get him out of the way because those guys are brilliant and everyone talks about them <laughs> yeah, yeah um you know but the, you know it's important that i tell this story with uh shane you know i was in uh, everything i ever did was very structured and you know i remember going to get the on it certification you know and i had already had a body of work with the steel mace so going into that education and not knowing much about on it, uh, I only I assumed that they were going to tell me quit fucking around and do it the way we showed you. Uh, you know, meaning you're here to learn this education. This is the right way to do it. Um, but that wasn't the case. At the end of the certification, uh, I bought a mace from Shane, and Shane told me it was you know one of one of my moments. He said, um, Leo, now you have some education. And you can choose to use it to add it to your current body of work or to not use it at all. But, you know, he, he, in a sense, he freed me to create, you know, it was the one time a coach didn't tell me, this is exactly how you need to breathe. These are the exact same movements you have to do. Uh, so Shane, definitely uh, the biggest influence for me at the Honor Academy. Cool, man. That's, that's awesome. I got to get in there and he does the durability cert, right? Yeah, he does the steel mace certification. Uh, he does foundations. He does it all. Um, Shane yeah, and all John created the Honor Academy um, systems, you know, in, in league with uh, some outstanding coaches. So, um, yeah, they're the root of it. That's awesome. Now, how much, and I asked this to Jay and Steph Rose, they didn't seem too fond of this, uh, but how much have psychedelics have come up? in your experience uh, training at Onnit, do you talk about that regularly? Yeah, that yeah, I, I have, I hold no, um, I hold nothing back. Um, I have a pretty good psychedelic uh, journeys. Uh, I'm a frequent traveler. Um, I was introduced to psychedelics in, uh, before moving to Onnit. It was just neat to find a culture that was open uh, to the possibilities because you can have a conversation with somebody who's not trying to make money off of you. 
you know? So, uh, you know, that was a good experience being around uh, a bunch of people who were free thinkers and more curious than uh, quick to point out things that were wrong. Um, you know, yeah. the, the on it culture doesn't say, Hey, they're not like, Hey bro, you need to be in an open relationship. You need to come to this party. <laughs> you need to take you this. You it's just, use a steel it, mace and have it's a, a safe, back. it's a safe place, man. It's a safe place for you to do you. You don't have to be on the party scene, but it's just like, Hey, that's not taboo here. Like you can be safe and have a conversation about it. So I don't think they promote anything, but, um, you know, um, that's, yeah, that's my opinion of it is it's fucking awesome. Yeah, um, for had, sure. I, had, I don't, I yeah, definitely some... don't get the vibe that they promote any of that, but you know, you listen to Aubrey Marcus talk enough and I'm very interested in the subculture and, and you want to talk about healing. I mean, there's so many people out there that talk about how psychedelics have healed them and, you know, there's testing going on with MDMA treatments and all that jazz. And, you know, one day it's going to be legal and there's going to be a bunch of people getting helped from you know probably years of ongoing depression and anxiety you know this there, there there's these medicines out there that, that help people and on it are, is for, well the first for to me to bring it to my attention as i've you know been learning about this the last few years um but yeah man it's it's something that i'm interested to talk about and since i have my own podcast and you're an on it dude i thought i'd ask you so what what are some of the things that you've embarked on psychedelic wise yeah, so I'm actually not an on it dude. I just uh, schlum there. Um, oh, got to, it. Just to yeah, got but um, I am. You know, I support. I support the cause. Um, yeah, so I have um, LSD mushrooms and uh, DMT. Those have been uh, the three psychedelics i've got into uh and what was your biggest takeaway from any point of those like wh any anything that kind of changed the, your trajectory and way of thinking i, gotta, I mean this, yeah well i'll tell you this like uh I'll, I'll give you just a couple stories and i'll try and make them quick but um all microdose like, lsd like all microdose lsd before i receive education before okay. i receive any physical education, a kettlebell certification, a steel mace certification, I'm going to microdose. And mm -hmm. I am a fucking sharpened number two pencil on test day. I'm fucking mm -hmm. ready to receive. Um, so that's a fun thing to do. I did at one time bang up my knee really bad and I took some LSD, went on a three-day uh, trip, different doses increasing throughout the three days. And uh, by the, the end of the third day, I was walking, uh, which I wasn't before. Um, and then uh, recently had a dimethyltryptamine or a DMT trip. And I don't ever see anybody in these things. But I saw one of my buddies in this, uh, you know, this um, adventure. And he was poking me in the stomach. And it was the weirdest thing because like when he was poking me in the stomach, I could feel like love. And, uh, so one of my, one of my friend's goals was, uh, is to have a, a child. And, uh, this is something that, um, him and his uh, wife are just not able to do. And so I don't see him very often. Uh, I have the dream about him. I end up seeing him like two days later and I wanted to ask him about his like major goals. Like, you know, is there anything I can do to help you out with your, you know, your advancement and, uh, but I didn't want to bring it up because, you know, we'd have to talk about, you know, the, 
not being able to get pregnant and, and all that. Yeah. But I had this funny feeling in me. It was so weird. Like I knew. And then I kind of looked back at him and he's like, yeah, so uh, we're expecting. <laughs> so, all right. Awesome. Yes. What are the takeaways from that? There's just something out there that is beyond our understanding right now. And I'm glad that there are people out there on quests to bring it to a healthy science and, uh, you know, make it safe and turn it into, uh, you know, uh, something that uh, has great potential to help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, that's something like, I, I want to try to talk about as like unbiased as possible and just like get straight facts and talk about how this is helping people or how like we can connect with some sort of interdimensional whatever you want to call it or something like that. I guess the question that I always ask is how can it help us like more the more we understand what is happening beyond this realm how does that help us in this realm you know i always ask that question it's like do you have to go balls deep in a trip to get something out of it or you know can you do some do other like little versions of it and still get something out of it you know what i mean like there needs to be a scale there for our human brains to understand but uh it's definitely something that i want to keep talking about and i really appreciate your insight yeah, man, you're welcome. You know, uh, the mind is a tricky thing. Like, I just always love the idea of a group of doctors doing a study and giving people the placebo pill, right? Yeah. Just giving the, giving yeah. them a raw lie. Hey, here's a fucking lie. There's nothing in here. And a ton of them show results, right? So there's something in your mind that says, hey, you're better, and boom, you're better. So maybe we can get a little deeper in there. Maybe there's a, a way to access a little bit more. But, you know, with um, the conversation locked that it's illegal, um, you know, it's impossible to, to learn. And you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm glad they made the shit illegal uh, because we're still maturing as a species. So. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I, I sometimes like, you know, you want to talk about different realms in the universe and the cosmos, like everything has its own way to unfold. And it's supposed it's supposed to unfold that way. You know what I'm saying? Dude, my my student, my friend, uh, my comrade, his name's Ben Walker. He's out in New York. Shout out to Ben Walker. Shout out to uh, Ben Walker. He has this thing where he says the universe is conspiring for me to do really well. And I just like thinking about that. Like the universe is conspiring for me to be successful, for me to reach all these people. There have been way too many coincidences for me to just go, oh, look, another amazing thing that just happened. You know, the universe is working towards me achieving my goals and uh, i think everybody should believe in that for sure do you have like a uh morning routine that helps you get into that like flow state of mind when you're doing your thing throughout the day i have a like my wake up's pretty normal i wake up uh, i have a cup of strong coffee shout out to strong coffee the strong Strong coffee everyone seems to keep talking about oh my god bro that stuff's like I was running out and I called the CEO. I was like, bro, I'm leaving town tomorrow. 
I need some coffee. <laughs> I swear to God. And uh, so um, I have some strong coffee. I walk outside. I smoke a joint. I turn on my Instagram live. I do a little uh, little smoke session with some of my supporters. I drive to the gym. I do mobility. I practice some creative still mace flow. I come back to the pad and I uh, edit my video from the day. And that's you know how I start my before noon ritual, um, like clockwork. Love it. Nice. That's your you know. before noon ritual. Ritual. And what happens to the savage after noon? Bro, I like jump on. I like make sure I play video games every day. Right. It's something okay. I refuse to let go. So I hop okay. on X. I'll hop on Xbox for a bit. And what do you uh, like? What do you play? Yeah. So I'm playing this game Apex right now. Um, I'm in between that and I have this virtual reality set. Uh, All right. Yeah. I have like plastic Tupperware shelves and like not really anything of value, but I have like an amazing video game setup. <laughs> that's cool. Hey man, it's yeah. their own. Everyone's yeah. got their thing. That's awesome. I don't yeah. play video games, but I thought I'd, I'd delve into a little bit of what you like to do for escapism. So after you play some video games, what else is on your list? Yeah. After that, it's uh jump into my phone and uh, you know, that tends to be a big part of, what I do for work and that, um, you know, a big, there's this stupid ass thing on social media and, um, it's called, uh, followers. <laughs> you know how bad I feel saying I have 20,000 followers. It just you feels feel like bad? such a, such a weird, well, I don't feel bad. It just feels stupid. I just, I, stupid. I, I have people who support me. Right. When I look at when I just change yeah, the word, like, hey, that, there's bro. these guys don't they're not my followers. They're people who support me, and uh, since they support me, I, you know, I make sure that I when I dive into my phone, uh, I get back to everybody that is in my DMs, and you know, I just uh, do some general outreach, and uh, you know, I spend most of my day, um, and this is my job but I spend a lot of my day on social media on Instagram. Um, and you know, that's kind of my Monday through Friday. Uh, you know, I eat good food. Um, you know, uh, but that's, you know, that's pretty much, that's pretty much my life. And what do you than, like to do uh, besides video games, uh, to, to kind of just like decompress? Is there yeah, like a routine yeah, I, you have? So I was, talking, I was talking to uh, Aaron Alexander the other day and he's like, Hey, Leo, what's new besides traveling and teaching and the still mace? And I didn't have anything to talk about because that is my like whole life. I, you know, I'm in a relationship with a beautiful woman. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that's what I do for enjoyment is I swing and teach still mace. Um, I do have a ton of fun. Like this weekend, I'll be in Arizona for four days teaching still mace two of those days uh, in a certification and uh, i'm going to meet so many people and receive so many receive a bunch of stories and love and give and uh, i'm you know that's uh that's how i um those are those are the treasures for me those are the moments i live for and uh, work for 
That's beautiful, man. Talk now. We didn't touch much on. I mean, we talked a little bit about how you develop steel mace flow, but talk to me a little bit about your setup, your workshops, where you're going to be next, and how people can kind of like reach out and take a, a Leo Savage steel mace flow class. What's going on with that? Yeah, so this is funny. I actually don't teach a steel mace class, but <laughs> my uh, my students. Oops. My students actually started um, teaching uh, steel mace flow classes. So I don't teach, but I have a ton of students who teach. Um, I wish I could give everybody right now that information. I just don't have ac access to it. Um, I have a site. It's a wonderful site. It's called steelmaceflow.com. And uh, on steelmaceflow.com, you can get your certification online. Um you're still May certification. And I built an online program. I just have a ton of fans overseas who just can't travel to America. And so creating a way to give access to people all over the world, uh, give them access to education uh, was the main reason we created that. So on that stillmaceflow.com, uh, you can uh, check out our site and uh you know there's a ton of information on still mace including where we will be traveling next i think we're going to uh pennsylvania and uh boston uh you are going to rx strength training that is uh it doesn't say exactly where it's going to be no, yeah i uh, think that's i think that's in um Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Black Box Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and power in motion. Cool, dude. You are all over the place. This is cool. This, I, I'm I'm learning a lot from you guys. You know, uh, just the way you structure stuff. Like I pay attention to how you guys run your business. It's a huge impact for me. So Leo Savage to have you on my podcast is a huge honor. And, and pick your brain and just kind of shoot the shit. I think this was really fun, man. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, man, thank you for the invite. And uh, best of luck out there with the podcast. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, listening to your next episode. I really enjoyed the one with uh, Jay and Steph Rose. That was my first introduction to meeting you. So, Dude, thank you so much, it, man. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you listening. And I love doing the show. I, I really like – I, I like um, – having conversations with people like yourself talking a little bit about what motivates each individual and you know someone like you who's got live classes you're you're, you're doing uh, online stuff like i'm i'm learning so much from everybody and i'm putting a, you know all of that together in in my unique flow and, and i can teach that at the high school level i can teach that with my fitness classes my in-home my online my instagram the podcast and just like sharing this shit with people you know and like connecting totally. and that that's the beauty of life and 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 like this is my form of creating you know and my form of expressing myself through this digital field i knew i you know thinking about social media you know you spend a lot of time on social media building up brand and all that stuff and it takes a lot of work and when i was growing up i, I wasn't too sure about how i felt about it but as i get older like my main thing is how can i provide value to people and this podcast is it. The Instagram is it. It's just another form of, like, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, tell everybody what your Instagram is, and we'll close out that way. It's been about an hour. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys. You can find me at smf.leo.savage on Instagram, where you will find the fanciest, danciest me swinging in the world. The whole world. <laughs> the whole world. 
Hell yeah, right, Leo. Cheers, dude, thank friends. you so much. You're this welcome, was so man. fun. All right, man. Take All right, easy, dude. Man. Take it easy, and uh, I, look, I look forward to crossing paths with you in the future. Yeah, man, right? I can't wait to meet you. Can't All wait, right, dude. I'm going to make my way out to Texas soon. I know it. I feel it. All right. Let's do it. All right, boss. I'll talk to you soon, okay? I'll let you know when the podcast comes out. I got like a handful of them to edit. It's probably going to be cool. a few weeks, right? All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, you too. And that was the podcast, everybody. Leo Savage. What a great guy. What a fun conversation. And, you know, I just it's awesome to kind of interact with people. You know, via Instagram and the internet, it's got its benefits. You know, you can kind of link with different people that are into the same type of things that are ultimately impacting people at a higher level, higher scale. It's impacting me and I want to keep doing what I'm doing. And I hope that by listening to this, people that uh, you find or are inspired to kind of jump on what's lighting you up. That's the whole idea behind this. You know, another way that we can kind of help each other out, you know, enjoy time here. We have these tools to kind of share information. So my message is to kind of, if you're not happy, go figure out what it is that makes you happy and spend time enjoying yourself, challenging yourself, loving yourself and your friends and family uh, and not worry so much about the other type of crap that happens, you know, and take care of your body care your mind you know and working out with a steel mace could be one of those ways that you kind of escape or kind of just give your body what it needs you know there's got to be some type of connection you get when you're working out with this medieval tool right like ancestrally you got to have the dna of your ancestors over generations give it a shot see how you feel right i'm putting on steel mace classes coming in may Steel Mace Oak Park is the name of the company. I'm very excited about this launch. Uh, I haven't talked a ton about it on the podcast. Uh, It will be a topic soon. Let's give it up for Leo Savage, guys. If you don't know or want to learn a little bit more about Leo Savage, check out his Instagram at leo.savage.smf. That stands for Steel Mace Flow. Check out his Steel Mace Flow program. Uh, Connect with him. And that's it. All the love, everybody. Check out my Instagram, Danny Cole Fitness. Yada, yada, yada. All that jazz. I hope this was a value provider for you. Peace.